back to the Lawfather podcast. We are finally in the new Lawfather studio in the new Lawfather headquarters. So those of you checking out on video, you'll see we have the, the window behind me. We're still working on the, the new background for the podcast. So those of you out there who are artistically inclined and would like your background, your artwork to be featured on the Lawfather podcast, on the video portion of it, and on our social media videos, reach out to me, DM me, find me on Instagram, call the office, uh, many different ways to reach me. But if you want your artwork featured as our background, hit me up because this window and looking Kennedy, overlooking Kennedy Boulevard is not going to be the forever background for the show. So just want to jump into uh, a little case or no case today. Those of you who have seen and heard case or no case yet, case or no case originally lived on TV and uh, we've adapted it for the podcast. So pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good little segment where I'm going to give you three different scenarios. This one, this week's is really, really tough. And you have to guess which one is the right one, which person actually has a case. All right. Um, so before we jump into that, just uh, another, hey, this is coming out right before Thanksgiving, got about a week before, a week and a half before Thanksgiving when the podcast is actually released. So those of you getting getting ready for Thanksgiving, hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving out there. And, uh, you know, just uh, hopefully, hopefully everybody's got what they're thankful for and, you know, everybody has a good holiday. So anyway, uh, we're gonna jump into this right now. We are doing case or no case right from the new Lawfather Studios. One more thing, as always, the show is brought to you by Frankie Law. Hey, handle all of your DUI defense and personal injury. So give Frankie Law a call. All right, are you ready for case or no case? This is a tough one. This is the law, I'm gonna call this the law school edition of case or no case because on its face, you're gonna look at them and go, well, there's not a right answer. But this comes down to, like any good law exam, law school exam question, or the bar exam, which answer is the most correct? Okay, so you can have answers that are close, but which one is the most correct? All right, so we have number one, the case of the trampoline. Jim owns a house in Tampa, and he has his house listed for sale. He had to move to Philadelphia for work, and he had to move before he was able to get the house sold. Unbeknownst to Jim, someone put a trampoline in the backyard of his Tampa house. Remember, he doesn't live there because he had to move, right? Now, Jim hasn't been there in months, but he also doesn't have anyone taking care of the property. Sally, a little girl from the neighborhood, saw the trampoline, so she went to jump on it. Sally jumped, fell off, and she broke her arm. Sally's parents sued Jim. Does Sally have a case? That is case number one. That is the case of the trampoline. Number two, the case of the dog bite. Jackie is riding her tricycle down her street. She hears a dog bark behind a fence and is curious. Jackie goes up to the fence and walks past the sun, big sun in the yard. It says, bad dog, right? We've all seen those signs on fences. The dog in the backyard is a golden retriever. Jackie wants to play with the dog, so she starts poking and prodding at the dog. The dog becomes agitated and bites Jackie. Jackie is hurt and her parents sue the dog owners. Does Jackie have a case? It's case number two, the case of the dog bite. All right, and number three, the case of the hole in the yard. 
Danny was playing in his neighbor's yard with his friend Sam. Sam's parents checked the yard for any defects. They checked the yard every Friday. Danny and Sam are playing on a Saturday. As Danny is running, he steps on a soft part of the ground and a hole opens up. Danny falls and is hurt. Danny's parents sue. Does Danny have a case? All right, so we have case number one, the case of the trampoline. Case number two, the case of the dog bite. And case number three, the case of the hole in the yard. All right, so think about it. You need to figure out which case is an actual, real, viable case. All right, think about it, lock it in. Are you ready? It is not case number three, okay? Danny's parents do not have a case against Sam's parents because Sam's parents checked the yard. They checked the yard. And just because it was a soft spot that then opened up into a hole once it was stepped on, doesn't mean that they were negligent in caring for the property because they checked on the property. So is it one or is it two? It is the actual case is case number one. Why is that? Well, it's kind of the inverse of case number three, right? So in the case of the trampoline, Jim never checks the yard. Jim had, there's a trampoline that's out there. Yes, somebody put it out there and, and you'd have some um, comparative negligence type issues to work with or joint several liability uh, type issues to work with, meaning that there are multiple people at fault for this, right? Where Jim's liability really comes into play is he never bothered to check the yard. He never, he doesn't have anybody checking it, right? So, you know, he had, he had, had the property being checked at some regular intervals, somebody would have noticed the trampoline and taken some steps to prevent that. So if he had done that, it would have made this scenario a little bit more interesting and a little bit more convoluted and, and hard to determine, okay? So yeah, that is Jim's problem in that case because he just left and he still owns it. So he is, he does have some responsibility even though he didn't put it out there. Now case number two, why is case number two not a case? And it's kind of interesting because when we talk about dog bite cases, they're called strict liability, meaning that if the dog bites somebody, you don't really have a defense, right? Say you have a leash and the leash is in good shape and the leash, leash breaks and your dog runs off and bites somebody, you're still liable for it, right? Uh, you open up the door, you're very small and your dog knocks you over, you fall down and the dog runs out the door and goes and bites somebody. You're responsible for it, okay? What strict liability means is it, it, it doesn't really matter what you did, what actions you took, right? What matters is whether or not something happened, right? So in a dog bite case, whether or not the dog bit somebody, that's what really matters, okay? Now, in the dog bite, in this particular one, the case of the dog bite, the Jackie is poking and prodding at this dog who's on the inside of his own fence, okay? If you're, if you're the one causing the dog to bite, like if, if you're doing something to the dog and the dog bites you, okay, you bought that. Like you own that, you did it. There's, it's not the dog owner's fault because you're sitting there poking and prodding the dog, right? And, and you know, look, Jackie's riding a tricycle, so, so chances are Jackie's a child, right? Um, but still, like 
dogs where the dog is supposed to be, dog did not get out. Jackie went into, even it was just her hand, went into the dog's face and was poking and prodding them. Okay, so that's how that came in. And you know, look, even golden retrievers, like sometimes things happen. Okay, so in that particular sense, in that particular case, Jackie does not have a case, all right? So you got number one right, pat yourself on the back. Make sure you check out when we do these, we do these periodically um, just to kind of spruce it up a little bit and change things around. So when we do it on the live, we don't have it on the live today, but when we do it on Instagram live, we do it live and obviously because it's on Instagram live, hence the name live. Yep, go figure. Um, we, may, we may even start doing some on Facebook live, but if you get them right, Jason picks one person from the crowd, one person from the live who gets it right, and we send out some Lawfather merch. So if you want some cool Lawfather merch, which typically we've been doing uh, uh, Lawfather hats, Lawfather Brandon Bill's hats, so yeah, those have been cool. And uh, so make sure you check it out on the live, okay? And uh, you know, as we're on the social media side of things, let's stick on the social media side of things real briefly, and let's. Let's talk about some of the social media videos that, that the Law Father has going on out there right now. And, uh, you know, I, I read these comments and I, I see I see the, the stances that people take on things. And I want to kind of, in this more long form, want to address some of these things because I think it's important. Um, and, and, you know, look, we had one of these videos at the current moment has... 4.3 million views, or at least as of this morning, is 4.3 million views, uh, which is staggering to me. Uh, but I look at the comments and and I talk to my social media team, I'm like, this is the video that just won't die. Like, I just wish this video would just go away. But you can't get rid of it because, well, it screw up the algorithm and, you know, screw everything, it's not worth it to delete it necessarily. But it, it's, if you check out my social media, you'll see it. it is the video that talks about a 24-year-old hooking up with a 17-year-old. And I see, I look over, I, I wanted to get Jason's reaction and see if anybody knew what he was talking about. I, I'm getting the, you know, he, he, I, I think he may get where I'm going with this. So what happens is, is I look at these videos, all of them, and, and I, I'm getting I'm getting an extreme head shaking on this. So I, these ideas come in my head as a legal analysis, right? And I'm gonna put Jason on the spot here for a second because Jason, Jason works in and around bars sometimes, right? And what I hear from people at times is this, right? But what if, and I'm, I'm just gonna use it from a male to female perspective, you know, it could be male, male, female, 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 male, male, female, whatever, it doesn't matter, okay? Uh, that, hey, but what if she's in the bar and it's a 21 and up bar, and she has a fake ID, right? It's actually something we were kind of just talking about. Well, and hey, I go home with her, not me, right? Hypothetical person in the bar, not actually me. So hypothetical person in the bar goes home with the person who showed a fake ID to get in the bar, which was a 21 up and up, 21 and up bar, right? But this person is 17, okay? That's the big but. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter that that person who is 24 or older who hooked up with that 17 year old who brought a fake ID to get into the 21 club has no defense 
So age is an absolute, okay? And that's the point, right? The person either is 18 or they're not 18, right? It, there's, no, there's no defense, well, I asked her for ID and she showed me an ID that said that she was 21, right? Or she was in a 21 and up club. The, the moral of the story is in the point of the video and, and some of the difficulty in social media is how do I take a concept like this and A, make it interesting, right? Those of you listening to the podcast, you listen because you want to hear the longer form. You want to hear the more detailed explanation, right? But how do I convey this in a very short and succinct way on a reel that I got to get it all in in like 30 seconds, right? Yeah, yeah it's not a hard, fast 30 seconds, but the shorter, the better, right? And so I come up with these thoughts and ideas and I go, okay, from the legal standpoint, right? This is what makes sense. So this is how I'm going to say it because this is how I can take this broader topic and bring it down, right? And, and condense it into a, a really short video, okay? So that's actually the point of the video. Now, the people in the comments, my God, like some of the, like, some of the people think that I need help and have issues, but um, apparently haven't actually checked the comments. Some of those people in the comments really like, you should probably take a hard look at yourself and, and figure out uh, that what you're saying and doing probably is not okay, okay? Um, so that's, that is that one. Now, I wanna look, you know, Instagram is great in terms of some comments will be positive, some comments will be negative. Um, been called Saul Goodman more times uh, than probably anything else. That's probably the most consistent comment. Um, I have been told to F off recently on there. So um, either that or Ashley's doing a good job of keeping those out from, from me seeing. <laughs> um, you know, but we did one and, and it didn't do a whole lot on Instagram, but on Facebook, I noticed Facebook comments and Jason, I don't know if you've seen this, the Facebook comments really like, they kind of go hard. Like they're, they're all negative. They're a hundred percent negative. I've, I have yet to see on anything that we've done a positive Facebook comment, right? And, and what, what bothers me the most is the video, go check it out. It's on Instagram and Facebook where I talk about there's actually an appropriate time to talk to the police, right? And you might think I was telling you to go tell the cops that you just murdered your neighbor's dog, I don't know, right? Like something, something heinous. I don't know why, Jason, I felt like dog was the most heinous thing I could go to, but it, it's, it's as if I told you to go tell on yourself for something, right? The video actually says, if you get stopped, you get pulled over. Just essentially be polite. Like, hi, how you doing? Right? You don't have to go shut down. Don't say a word. Right? Because all that does is it starts off a a, a an, an air of conflict right from the beginning. Right? Just being a normal human being. And if you look at the comments, I don't know how these people think that just saying hi, how are you doing, um, or answering them if they go. Hey, how's your day going? Right? Like, does I'm not sure what that makes you guilty of. I'm not sure. Like, if you look at the comments, it's yeah, because we're trying to trap you. Um, look, I've done plenty of traffic stops in my time, and hey, how you doing today? Um, I mean, we try to avoid saying hey, how you doing today because 
everybody's day is pretty much ruined once they're stopped by the police. So, you know, you don't really go with, hey, how you doing? But, um, you know, general small talk, right? Different from where are you going to, where are you coming from, okay? Those are trap questions. So do keep in mind, like, we would use that to try to figure out, you know, is there something going on here, right? Is there something shady going on? Because a lot of times, if it was, the where you're coming from and where you're going to don't match up, right? Like you start looking at it and going, okay, if this is over here and this one's over here, why are you up here, right? Like there's there's these certain things that you can look at and then you start to build a case, right? What I am solely talking about, and I, I specifically say it because it's a it's really concise, like all the videos are really concise, but it's really just like, hey, how you doing? Like be nice, be polite, right? Don't go, oh man, I, yeah. Um, I know I was doing 170. So yeah, just gotta write my ticket now. It's not what I'm saying, but be polite, okay? Um, and lastly, let's just take one last thing. And this one has nothing to do with comments or anything else, but it, it's, a, it's a longer issue and it's been really, really hard to condense it into a small short video, but it's, it, there's, never been enough information on it to turn it into a full podcast. I think we did a podcast on this, Jason, uh, on the rush shooting, probably right around the time that it happened, right? There's been a lot more details that have come out. And, you know, I, like I said, I don't think it, it warrants a full podcast, but I do think that trying to fit all these different components into a reel on social media is extremely difficult, right? I, I don't think it's possible because you have multiple people at play here. So if we just look at the players real quick, Alec Baldwin, uh, who if you don't know who Alec Baldwin is, is Alec Baldwin is an actor, is an actor, he's still alive. Um, and he was shooting a movie. Uh, it was out, I think in the Southwest, somewhere in the desert, I believe. Uh, if it's not the desert, it was a really rural area. Um, desert rural or non-desert rural, either way, real rural area. Jason was in the Southwest, you know? I think I think it was. I think it was a Southwest type setting uh, because the pictures from what I remember seeing look, look like the desert in the background. So you have Alec Baldwin and you have the person who was shot who was directly on the other side of the camera. Okay. And then you have on set. So I don't know if you know this. On, on set, they have armorers, right? So anytime they're doing anything with firearms, uh, they have armorers. Now, part of the armorer's job is to make sure that the guns are safe. I, the other part of the armor's job is to make sure that they work, right? That, that things are loaded correctly and that when the gun's supposed to go bang, it goes bang and not click, right? Uh, or if something gets jammed or if something malfunctions, I mean, that happens, right? Um, guns malfunction, guns jam, things things happen, right? They're, they're, a, they're a tool um, and tools break down. Every, you know, everything mechanical has a, has a tendency to break down. And, you know, a lot of times with uh, some sim rounds and, and um, blanks sometimes they have a higher tendency to create jams than a live round that's just by the nature of how they work so uh that's that's the importance of having an armor right but the armor's number one job on a set is keep everyone safe right that person's number one job is to go are there any live rounds here right because there should not be a live round anywhere on a movie set and I think that should kind of go without saying, right? I, I don't think I need to say that. Now, here's what's kind of come out. Here's what I've, I've heard, right? And look, this this is... Hey, Jason, if, if I've heard it, 
right? This is journalism, right? Like yeah. if, if I've heard it, but I can't corroborate it, I can, I can speak about it without it being defamation because mm-hmm. I am a journalist and this, yes, okay, there we go. From what I understand, this armor had several safety violations at her last, uh, at her last uh, movie that she was part of. Okay, so there were some concerns there, right? And, and what we look at is who's responsible, right? Now, if we look at it, if, I, if I'm at someone's house, and I've never had this happen, but I feel like this is kind of the, the textbook example, and someone hands me a gun, um, you know, it's the first thing you do, well, you check it to make sure that it's not loaded, okay? That is the beginning, middle, end, first thing you do, do not pass go, do not collect $200, make sure that that gun is not loaded, okay? Because you don't want a gun that's not supposed to go bang to go bang, okay? Now, I think it's probably a little different on a movie set, right? Partially, two reasons. One, timing, right? You have an armor. That armor is supposed to be making that gun safe, right? And that armor is supposed to be making sure that that gun is ready for that scene, right? And so, as an actor, I think you have some some ability to look at it and go, we have an armorer, that's that person's job. I'm not trained, right? Remember, these are actors, and, and actors aren't necessarily trained in the use of firearms. They're, they're, I mean, look at a lot of what they do. They're trained to do a specific thing for a specific moment in time, okay? Um, I mean, do you think Keanu Reeves goes out and does John Wick stuff without the without the production team with him. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise might. I, I understand he's a little on the nuts side in terms of, uh, not nuts, but <laughs> he uh, does his own stunts, right? So maybe he does it in, on his own time as well, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, there's this, they're not necessarily trained in the ins and outs of it. And, and how do you train somebody to do absolutely everything, right? So all, all, and look, you can take this many different ways, right? You can make arguments in, in several different directions, but that the armor hands the gun to the actor, actor uses it in the scene, and when, it's, and when they're supposed to pull the trigger and it go bang, it goes bang, right? And nothing is supposed to come out. Uh, when there's blanks, there's little pieces of hardware that can come out, okay? But when I say nothing come out, I mean an actual live round. So what happened in the Rust case was, it was actually, there was actually a live round in that gun. Right now, there's a there's this potential third entity, right? This third group of people who, in my opinion, can potentially carry a lot of the liabilities, right? So I think armor is number one, okay? Absolute number one. You needed to make sure as the armor that that gun was safe, okay? That there were no live rounds, there are no live rounds on set. Uh, look, we used to do this in training with law enforcement, right? We would because we had live rounds, like our guns had live ammo in them, right? But we needed to do stuff in a classroom. We needed to do drills. We needed to do some dry fire training, meaning there's no rounds in the gun, right? We had to have the ability to do that, but we were responsible for making sure that our guns were clear. We left every single round of live ammunition in our cars, okay? Then we went into where we were training, right? Take it a step back before we even went in there we had to have a buddy check us then we went inside and then we had to have a buddy check us again pockets gun belt 
gun itself, magazines, everything empty, right? And then we got in a line and the trainers checked us. So we've checked ourselves, somebody's checked us outside, somebody else has checked us inside, and the trainers have checked us. We've been checked four times, okay? And God forbid if there was a live round that somebody had, they probably never heard the end of it, but they also had to remove it from the building and bring it outside and then got rechecked again, okay? Through the, all of those steps. So to me, the armor is absolutely number one in, in that one subset of being on a movie set, okay? I think Baldwin potentially takes number two depending on how they train them and what the expectation is for the actors to verify that that gun does not have live ammo. Because remember, if they're using blanks, there's going to be something in there that looks very similar to live ammo in terms of the casing. The end part will not, but if you're not trained to know what that looks like, you might miss it. Go back to the armor. Armor is the one that should do. Here's where it really all falls apart. Supposedly, and this is, I have zero way to corroborate this whatsoever, but supposedly, the cast, not the cast, uh, or cast or crew or somebody involved with the movie at night after they were done shooting were taking the firearms that were being used for the film and used doing live target practice outside the set. That is the problem. Live rounds being introduced into firearms that were only ever meant to be used in a movie, okay? That group of people, whoever did that with that gun, I think that's 1B. 1A the armor, or 1B is that person, and B is Alec Baldwin. And you could make the, you could make the argument based on the procedures on set that Baldwin potentially has little to no liability in this. So, that's just my take on it. Apparently, uh, the state had dropped charges against Baldwin, but has reintroduced charges. So that's where this comes back up again as a thing. But I do think you have to look beyond him. And I do think that a very hard look needs to be taken on that article. So there you go. That is the Lawfather podcast for today. Remember, the Lawfather podcast is brought to you by Frankie Law, your home for everything personal injury and DUI defense. I know. They don't necessarily go together, it seems like, but years in law enforcement, I can tell you DUI defense by a former deputy is a good way to go. Anyway, welcome to the new Lawfather Studios and the new Lawfather headquarters. If you want your artwork behind my head, which will be on the opposite wall of where I'm sitting right now, hit me up, Lawfather House.